in serendipitous rebel language, right? It's really about if it's not a priority, if it's not a, if it doesn't fulfill the larger purpose, we always tell people if it's not a hell yes, it really should be a no. A hell no. A hell no. Welcome to Purposeful Podcasting. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is meant to share how we and other entrepreneurs bring together purpose and passion to leverage profit in our businesses. We are shining a light on adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. Welcome back to Purposeful Podcasting. My name is Crystal and I am here with Wendy. Or at least that's who I think I am today. (laughs) We're both in like very dreary places in, well, at least it's very dreary here in South Texas. I don't know how it is in Maryland. It's a dreary day. It's a dreary day. Yes, but we're going to have a conversation that is absolutely going to spark us up. Yes. Cause that's what always happens when we record podcasts actually. So today, exactly. we're, it is, it's our favorite thing to do. So today <laughs> we're talking about a two letter word and the power of this word, the power of saying no, no is such a powerful word, but it is sometimes one of the hardest things to say. It's also a full sentence which I think we forget about sometimes. I think sometimes (laughs) people want to keep adding on, but you can actually just say the word no and stop, which is kind of a revelation for a lot of people. So today I want to talk about the power of no, why it's important as a business owner to flex it and say it more, especially a female business owner. Mm-hmm. And how important it can be. And then how powerful it has been even in our own business in the last year. So Mm. when you hear the word no, what do you think about first? What comes to mind first? You know, that's, that's actually a really interesting question because sometimes it's a really good thing. Oh my gosh. They said, no, that makes me happy. Or it could be, you know, you can't say no, I'm exasperation. I mean, there's so many different nuances and levels and components to know. And it's interesting because it's almost, I think it's almost 10 years ago, I did a conference that the author of Essentialism was the keynote speaker, bought the book, got him to sign it, just totally dug into it. And I have to say that the book has become one of my all time, uh, you know, if you can say favorite business books or one that has truly had a great influence on me in the past. It's almost it's a, it's almost 10 years. Wow. <laughs> the con- whole concept of essentialism is if it's not essential to you, then you need to be able to say no. And wow. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I love because 
you know, if you were to talk about it in serendipitous rebel language, right. It's really about if it's not a priority, if it's not a, if it doesn't fulfill the larger purpose, we always tell people if it's not a hell yes, it really should be a no, a hell no, a hell no in your business decisions, because as business owners, we are flooded. I wonder what my inbox count is today. It's kind of ridiculous every <laughs> single day with offers and opportunities and programs and workshops. And we go on social media and we're bombarded with all of these different ads about all these different things that are going on and everybody's launching a new thing. But in we're in the midst of Q4. There are a ton of things because people were leading up to Black Friday offers. People were leading into their holiday plans. People are trying to close out the year with a bang. And so there are all these bright and shiny things coming our way Buy this course, join this mastermind, join this workshop, do this thing. Uh, People are wanting to collaborate like never before, which is a really great thing. But I think there's a litmus test to that. And it's really powerful to say no, but it's really hard at the same time because FOMO kicks in. And I think a lot of us want to always be a part of all the things or do all the things And it's hard to sometimes stand your ground and really know when to say no. It's also really hard as we near the end of the year, I think, to really dig into this is also all about, you know, our values. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, if, if something doesn't fit in with our values, and isn't in alignment, then the choice should logically be no. And that does, and that's exactly it. You know, I think about uh, my inclination this time of year, my values and my purpose says it's all about family. It's all about hanging out with family and friends. Yet I'm the first one who's like, Ooh, let me buy that course. When it's like, I'm not going to have time to do it. And then I'm just going to feel like garbage mm-hmm. because I purchased something. And it's like on the one hand, I wish that there was a different way and that someone would randomly pick a time in February and do some sort of a selling day <laughs> when it's like the dead of winter. And I can use a bit of of change, variation, whatever. It's it's just so interesting to me how we don't, we talk, and and it's not just us, but I think everyone, everyone maybe in our circle, in our world, we talk so much about like purpose and values and things like that. Yet, how easy is it to turn our back on that? Well, it's like in the moment, we know what our purpose and values are, but then when the bright and shiny object comes along, it's just like, Ooh, I got to tap onto that because that FOMO kicks in or that adrenaline or that dopamine rush kicks in and that sales cycle. And it's hard to turn our backs on like, what is the values? What is the purpose that we should be leaning into in the moment? It's really hard Mm -hmm. to exercise both of those things at the same time sometimes. Yeah, that's very true. And, you know, I think I probably lean into the saying no piece of it more so about, you know, um, about being asked of my, t- actually my time. So definitely it's like when there's FOMO and things of that jumping into programs, whatever. But I also realize 
that it's how do you say no? Like, how do I say no to you because I have to do something with my family or for my family? Or how do I say no? Or, you know, how do we change, say, a, a time of a client's meeting when, mm -hmm. oh, I really don't want to say no, but I need to because I don't have time to fit it in yeah. or, you know, things of that nature. I think that as, as entrepreneurs, but really as women, we run into these roadblocks about not saying no and totally over committing ourselves beyond belief. And then ultimately, really, it's who's, who ends up losing in that scenario? Well, probably everyone involved, but to a large extent, we're left feeling crappy mm -hmm. or tired or get sick or whatever it is. Or resentful. Or very resentful. And ultimately, it doesn't serve, it doesn't serve anyone. And that's why I think that there's so much, really so much power in just being able to say no. And interestingly enough, I pulled up, it, it's actually a component of positive psychology. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. I did not know that, but they actually give some general guidelines to saying no gracefully, mm -hmm. which at the end of this or conversation, I would love to share. Well, and I, yeah, I definitely want you to share that because the other part of saying no, and one way to reframe it in your mind is that you're setting boundaries around your time because we all yeah. have bandwidth around your around our time. <laughs> and the great thing about saying no is it's really character revealing on the other mm. side of things. And that's why I love that we're going to talk about how to say no gracefully, because I think you can be true to your own character and values. You don't need to tell people to F off. You can just say, no, now is not the right time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we get different requests for different things. But the people who, you know, if, if people want to work with you or want to collaborate with you and you say no, if they really want to work with you, they'll wait or they will honor that boundary or that time. And then, you know, likewise, we've said no to working with people or to working on collaborative projects in the past with people only to have them completely up and ghost us the next day. So it was like, love bomb, love bomb, love bomb, love bomb. We think you guys are the best ever we just really want to work with you. I just really want to work with you. And then when we said no to that individual, all of a sudden they acted like we didn't exist, which is fine. It was totally <laughs> fine, but it really, it reinforced the decision on our end that saying no was a really good call. Likewise, I've said no to working with people or doing collaborative projects in the past because of limited bandwidth and time and have had people really respect that decision and honor that decision and still want to keep us in the loop or still keep us top of mind for things for future projects. So again, I think it's just really character revealing on the other side, but I want you to share, how do you say no gracefully? The first thing is to, to tap into your values. As we have talked about, it's you, you're ultimately doing what feels right in a particular situation. Research shows that living our lives according to our values is beneficial for our health and well-being. Well, that's a real big surprise for us. <laughs> it's not. It, it gives the example of being asked on a date on the same night that you have a friend's birthday party. And it's like, oh, I really want to go on this date. Oh, it's my friend's birthday party. But really, you know, what do you, what is, what do you value more? 
and making a decision based on that. For me, it would probably be my friend's birthday because I don't date anymore. And it's just reminding yourself of where things value. It's so interesting to me, again, that it does tie in to your health and well-being. Not having boundaries can make you sick. Yeah. Physically and emotionally sick. Yep. And it happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that horrible stomach thing. Oh yeah. Horrible stomach thing, which ended up being diagnosed as like a gastroparesis. I was like throwing up like multiple times a day. And then when I started establishing boundaries in my life, especially in my professional life, all of a sudden I felt better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Which was amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, separate the request from the relationship. I think that sometimes this is actually a really hard one to do because you feel like you're saying no to the person mm-hmm. rather to what they're requesting of you. If someone asks you to do something or ask something of you, the last thing you really want is to feel added pressure because, oh, this is a good person or I like this person or I don't want to hurt this person or blah, 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 blah. But realizing that, again, with boundaries and an understanding of your own well-being and self-worth, that it's you can say no to the request. You know, it's also learning to phrase things. And I think this is that you can say, I think they refer to it as like, no, but. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That means no, but I can do it next week. Or no, I can do it at another time. Or no, but. And it's a way of kind of couching it. And I think that that lets a person know that you do have respect for them as a person. And again, it's just not, it's, this is just may not be the best time to do this. Yeah. And if the relationship is solid, it, they will respect your no. And I think about that, you and I, you know, because you had said, how do I say no to you when I have other family obligations going on that are in conflict with things that we might want to do at serendipitous rebel or things that we do here? Well, fortunately you and I don't really get too worried about telling each other no anymore, (laughs) but we respect the relationship and the, we value our friendship first, have the ability to have to empathize and understand where the no is coming from, that it is not a personally an attack. No on me. It's just, Mm -hmm. I can't make that date or I can't make that time. And that's perfectly okay and healthy and good. Because there is something I think about when we overcommit or always available, you never want to be taken for granted. And I think that there is a side to that where people will come to expect like my kids always expect me to drop everything for them and they look at me like what Mm -hmm. which is fairly common but I think that there's also a healthy respect in knowing that we have we do all have boundaries so I really like this one number three is say no without saying the word no I would love to attend but unfortunately I'm overcommitted Or I'm afraid I don't have the availability at the moment. Oh, I love that. I'm afraid I don't have availability at the moment. But unfortunately, I am not available. It, you know, and actually, yeah, it conveys no, but it's polite. And it doesn't actually really, I mean, 
I mean, not is a form of no, but anyway, I really like that. And I'm going to have to like write that down on a post-it and put that up. Uh, I'm afraid I don't have availability at the moment. I really, I do like that because it's like a softer, it just takes the edge off of, and it also conveys actually more specifically Yet, without going into tremendous detail, I'm not available. I like that a lot, actually. And I think it's that overt versus covert. Mm -hmm. I like that because, again, it makes it about the ask and not about the relationship or about the person. So I think in a lot of ways, that's what makes it easier. Mm -hmm. And I think the next one is really, I'm looking at this is really very much about essentialism, but focus on what you will gain by saying no. I mean, I think... Our inclination is, oh, if I say no, I'm out. But really, and and our, we're wired, I think, to jump to the negative. But what yeah. if we were to look at it and just sort of, instead of what am I missing out? What am I gaining? Oh, I can't go to that retreat. Well, why can't I go? Because I have family obligations. Oh, but I'm going to miss out on what's going on in the retreat. No, actually... I'm going to be able to experience what I'm doing. I, I That's actually a really good way to also look at this when you're doing a yes or no decision is really what do you gain by saying no? What do you gain by saying yes? That, you know, that sort of thing. I like that too. I love that. By saying no to something, you're actively saying yes to something else. Yeah, exactly. I can't go away this weekend or I can't do something or I can't, what did I say, a retreat? Because I I have, you know, I, there's things I need to do at home. It's just looking at the brighter side of things and being able to see that saying no doesn't have to always be negative. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, this is kind of fun, isn't it? The next one, recognize your personal cost of saying yes. Wow. And so, and it's true. When someone asks you for something, whether it's to do something or to buy something, they're asking us to give them something. And that could be time, that could be money, you know. So, and and there is some sort of a cost. Mm-hmm. Do we really take the time to recognize what that cost is? And is it really essential? Is it really in our best interest? There's an interesting part to looking at what, what is it costing us? And I actually think that would make things easier just to say no. Oh, that's an interesting way of putting it. If you really, assuming we care about our own well-being, which I really hope we do, Mm-hmm. looking at things and saying, you know, I may not actually be able to afford that right now. And I don't have to to put it on you know, a year long payment plan or something like that. Or I just don't have the time right now to commit to that. And do I want to buy something again, that I don't have time for? And I think these are very healthy conversations, internal monologues, to have when making decisions about, you know, yes or no, should I, shouldn't I? Well, and it's kind of, I know people like were to like old pro con lists too, right? Because yeah. it's the kind of the same idea. And 
I think it's particularly hard. Like I suffer from extreme FOMO. I just, I want to be in the middle of everything and I don't want to miss out and I don't want to feel like I'm being left out of anything. And in the last, I would say two years, I think I've gotten really good at saying no because they wouldn't be good for me because it would have either financially drained me at a point that I'm in a season where I'm not going to be able to recoup from that very well, or it would have emotionally or drained my bandwidth so hard that I would not have been able to commit the time either to that project or the projects I'm currently working on and everything would have suffered. So I think that, you know, how is this personally good for me is something we don't think about enough, actually, when we say yes or no. Mm. And I, I would hope, I guess that would be the challenge is to get, to get so much better at that. And that doesn't mean you need to be a jerk. Like these are graceful ways to kind of back out or say no to different things. But I think that there's like a big long-term picture here to keep in mind. So I, I really like that. And it's the power and using, using the power for good rather than evil. Just kidding. <laughs> And then actually this next one ties really well with what you were saying that you opt for being respected over being popular. And yeah, it's like, you know, (laughs) maybe more popular though. This is usually only temporary. People will actually respect you when you say no, because you're showing them that you value your time that you stand up for yourself, that you choose, that you are choosing to do what is right for you or what is right for your priorities. And uh, people respect that. They do. And again, the right people do the wrong people. Yeah. We're going to respect it either way. But I, I okay. really like that because again, you're playing the long game, not the short game, because the fastest way to lose respect or being liked is to say yes to something and then not be able to do it. Or right, not exactly. Follow through in the way that you know you can, and so I think it's I think it's a brave thing sometimes to say no to things. Oh yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. It's it's the ability to take a it's really taking a stand for yourself. We're not you know again as women, I don't think we're necessarily wired. We're not wired to do. We're, we're, we're givers. Not that saying no makes you a taker, but it makes you someone who prioritize, can prioritize your giving. Well, and it actually just makes the yeses that much more powerful in the end too, because you know that you're being very selective and very particular mm-hmm. with the projects mm-hmm. that you commit to. And that makes you, that gives you the ability to do, to show up better all the way around because you know, I know that when I have said yes to do things or when I've committed to do things, it's because I really want to do it because I've mm-hmm. gotten so good at saying no. Mm-hmm. And so when it does come time to show up, like the only person I have to blame for the putting myself in this predicament to do this is myself because I could have said no at any given time. So therefore I said yes, because it fulfilled something important to me. I made this important to me. Which ultimately makes it usually more enjoyable or more or makes you feel, you feel good about what you're doing. Yep. So, and then number seven, which is the last one is again, it ties along, I think with what you were just saying, be clear rather than vague and non-committal instead of softening the blow and saying something like, well, I'll do my best. 
to show up or I'll try and get there at some point. If the answer is no, just say it. Don't try to, again, it's like this softening the blow, which ultimately doesn't really make you, it do, I don't think that particularly makes anyone look good. <laughs> I think it's better just to be, nope, sorry, can't make it this time. Then, hey, I'm going to try, you know, I think then, because then what you're saying is straight up that you're not, you're, you're saying it wasn't a priority, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. without actually saying it. And I think that you, there's more weight when you say, look, I just don't have the time right now, or I just can't make it, or I, you know, the kids come first, whatever it is in that particular scenario. And then it's better than just than saying things like, you know, yeah, uh, well, I'll try to come. I'll try to make it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my favorite ones are like when people want to say things like, oh, I'll try. And I was thinking about like, just put the person out of their misery. It's like a bad breakup, right? Like you, you yes. to be clear is kind. And <laughs> yeah. somebody asked me yesterday, oh, there was something wrong. Can we try to get together in the next week? And I, I, my inclination was to say actually, oh, well, you know, yeah, we can try knowing full well. I don't have the bandwidth next week to do check anything. And so I actually ended up writing back and said, I'm sorry, I will be unavailable for the foreseeable future. Again, there's no ambiguity and there's no Mm -hmm. the other person in the lurch trying to chase me down. And I don't have any guilt or bad feelings or resentment on my end of trying to get this monkey off my back. It's just, no, I'm not doing that. Full stop. I think that's a ha- that's ultimately makes you a happier, healthier person. Mm-hmm. That counts, I think, for a lot. And I think when you're thinking about all of these things with no, one of the most important things is that there's always a caveat, which means no, not right now. Mm-hmm. And seasons of life have been really powerfully playing in the back of my head. And so for Mm -hmm. all the projects that I've said no to this year or the mastermind opportunities, or even the opportunity for Wendy and I to get together this last year and the things that I've had to say no to, it it doesn't mean no forever. It just means not right now. And I have to remind myself that as well. Mm -hmm. I have time and that's hard for me too, because I want everything done yesterday and I want everything (laughs) finished like as fast as possible. And I have to remind myself that I can say no to that because the opportunity will come later to do that again. Yes, exactly. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to say no to the rest of this episode and wrap this up. Then. <laughs> and <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we hope you will say yes to joining us next week. And until next time, have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about purposeful podcasting on our website at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media.